Hey there, this is Odorous Urungus of Guar. And when I'm in Pittsburgh and want to rock, I listen to Iron City Rock. Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. Uh, tonight we are happy to feature the band Guar, and that would be Guar. Um, and funny story about that, I was just practicing that before I did this part here, and my wife comes in, she's like, are you okay? I thought you were puking. And um, I really think that's fitting to go with Guar, because we have a heck of a show tonight. I'm calling this the Takeover Show. I've got uh, John here tied up in the corner, uh, so I can just kind of have free reign here. Yeah, yeah, John. We'll, we'll get to everything. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so um, we got a heck of a show tonight. We are going to feature an interview with Mr. Odorous Urungus of Guar, the lead singer of Guar. Um, we're also going to speak with um, local buddy of mine, uh, Mark. Him and I are going to talk. We do a quick segment on surviving a Guar show. And then we're also going to talk briefly about his band, uh, Tennis Swords, as well. So, before we get into that, I did want to cover a couple other things that are going on here. Uh, first of all, Guar is obviously uh, February 19th at Mr. Small's Theater. This is a production of Opus One Productions and um, Iron City Rocks in partnership here. We're very proud to be working with Opus One to bring Guar to town. And I also want to let you guys know that we do have a couple of contests going on on the website right now. We've got... Uh, Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken, I believe, is only open until the 10th. Let me take a quick look. Yep. Clay Aiken is only open until um, February 10th at 11 p.m. Eastern. That's our deadline for it. It's going to be the Altar Bar. Um, two tickets to see Clay Aiken on February 28th. We also are giving away two tickets to see Cradle of Filth on February 23rd at the Altar Bar. Um, very excited to be doing both of those contests. Cradle of Filth, um, if you're not familiar, familiar with them, they're a band I couldn't care less about. Could not care about Cradle of Filth at all. And then um, our partners, or I guess kind of our sister station, over at um, Radioactive Metal, uh, Rock and Snowy, those guys did a feature episode on uh, November 6th on um, all about Cradle of Filth. They just featured everything Cradle of Filth, so I listened to the whole episode. I, I almost did, and I almost fast-forwarded through it, and I'm like, nah, these guys always do a killer episode, so I'm going to listen to it, give them the benefit of the doubt. Man, I am so changed about Cradle of Filth. I think I would actually enjoy going to see this show now, because the music is definitely not what I expected. Um, it's really, really good, and they just put a lot of perspective on it. So if you guys get a chance, um, it's purerockradio.org slash podcast. Click on Radioactive Metal, and then uh, you can find that episode out there to download and listen to. All right, so um, <clears throat> this is a great time now to tell you that if you're listening to this to work, you may want to stop um, listening to this at work or put in headphones. And again, if you have small children with you, definitely don't listen to this episode with small children. Yes, I know. This is the second episode you've heard my voice and you've heard me say not safe for work. Again, hence the takeover episode. Um, this could be the last time John lets me host a show. Who knows? But um, Guar is definitely not going to be a safe for work kind of thing. So if... If you're listening at work, great time to switch to headphones. If you got small children in the vehicle with you, wherever you're listening to this, great time to turn it off. Listen to it um, alone. Definitely um, 
Definitely, again, not for the faint of heart, but highly, highly entertaining. Before we get into the Gore interview, we will listen to their song, Zombies March, from their latest effort, Bloody Pit of Horror. Welcome once again to the Bloody Pit, my friends. We're so glad you could attend. Come and die, come and die. Yes, the Bloody Pit of Horror. As sick as is Gamora's queer. It's purple, purpose, crinkly clear. Oh, 
Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Today with us we have Mr. Odorous Urungus of the band uh, Walk. Uh, hello, humans. How are you today? How are you today? <laughs> Great, Odorous. Hey, thanks for being on the show with us today. How's everything I in the Antarctic? Wasted. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, how is the Antarctic today, there, Odorous? Um, how do you think it is? I'm freezing my nuts off. My castle is under attack by giant penguins. I know, you've heard it all before. But this is a problem. These, now, these things are out of control. Would this be the dawn of the day of the night of the penguins, or would this it, be the night yeah, of the dawn never, of the day of the it, penguins? It never, it's the dawn of the day of the night of the year after year of the penguins. Well, you know those pesky penguins. It could be because the cuttlefish looks so tasty, I think. Well, that's, you know... That's a big problem for a lot of people. They're jealous of my girth. They don't see it as a gift to all humanity. I certainly share it freely. Yes, yes, you do. I, I've seen Guar a couple times, and you have definitely shared that gift with the audience that's, and anyone who's willing to ask. Yes, that's how what I would call it, a gift. Like that guy in that Batman movie who had the face got ate off. That's what that does to you. That's what the stuff that comes out of the end of it does anyway. Nasty well, stuff, but, but beautiful babies are made. Well, yes, yes, they are. Um, yeah, I, I've witnessed the alien birth on stage with Simon Mr. Hyman. It was, it was a wonderful thing. It was spiritual. Well, I'll tell you what's even better. It's like, um, you know, when humans get that stuff on their face, they get pregnant immediately, and they actually get pregnant where the, the stuff hits them. And it takes about a week or so, but then they have a baby coming out of their face. So that, that does lead me to an interesting question here. So what planet is it that you were from originally that, that gave us these sort of, oh, extra, extra abilities that you had to impregnate somebody anyway? Oh, um, I was on, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't really know where my balls came from. Uh, they took bits of me from many, many different worlds and intergalactic sludge piles and that place out in the Pacific where all the garbage goes. Uh, kind of put me together, but I don't. I haven't tracked down the origin of all my body parts yet. I'm conducting a forensic investigation of myself, trying to sort it all out. You know, because a lot of these things are dead already, and you know, I would like to replace them at some point. I can certainly understand that. Now, yes. I believe the in, the initial Guar sightings started in 1984. Now, would that have been when you crash landed on this planet? Or had you crash-landed centuries before and just finally thawed out at that point? Yes, that, that's it. That, that's, that's what happened. You, you thawed out in 1984, that was it? Well, yes, it took just a mere seconds. I mean, we had been getting toastier, you know, in our uh, ice caverns, little, you know, little ice cocoon thing in the jiggies. But, um, you know, it was really hairspray that put it over the top, you know, Hairspray did it all. Bands like Britney Fox, you know, did it all. White Snake and Poison, they did it all. And we owe as much to them, you know, as anybody. You know, because their hair products destroyed the ozone layer. And that's how we awoke. 
I got to say that that's kind of kind of interesting because I mean, for years I've heard how bad global warming is, but you guys are proof that global warming has had some positive effects. Yes, certainly, especially for me. You know, if it wasn't for your complete degradation of your world, I would still be imprisoned in the Antarctic ice. I wouldn't be getting my roll on, so to speak. Um, and that would be that would suck, basically. You know, it sucks to be frozen for like three billion years. That fucking that sucked. It would, and that lends me to wonder what else might we uncover? What other marvels um, are we unaware of that could be frozen in other places of the Earth? as global warming progresses? Well, I'm not really sure, but uh, the deeper you go, the more horrible it becomes. Um, there are all kinds of hideous creatures down there that populate the honeycomb, uh, the tunnels that uh, run throughout your planet and sink directly to the core. And there at the core of the world is the Loigoi, the great uh, center mass demon thing that lives at the core of your world that, uh, you know, feeds on souls that are sucked down through these great, like, flesh tubes. And when he has had his fill of this planet, he will break through the crust and, you know, sail off into outer space and leave this planet uh, drained and raw and, uh, and until he bumps into another one. And uh, so, yes, I will say there are creatures even mightier than Guar that sleep, not really sleep, but that exist at the core of your world. And there is a direct connection from beneath the Pentagon to this creature. Um, a tentacle of it, actually, is uh, several of your people's highly placed political figures. It's actually like a Cthulhu tentacle with like this rude, semi-human face projected onto it. That certainly does explain a lot. Mm-hmm. That really does. That's why really does. Every, we must have chopped off George Bush's head, <coughs> oh, 8,000 times. But every day he came back. Well, he is a glutton for punishment. So you you, you bring That's me to the interesting thing here. Yes, it's very interesting stuff. You know, I can put a lot of these conspiracy theories theories to rest for you. A lot of cryptozoological riddles I can answer for you. Uh, questions about God, uh, religion. I mean, uh, you know. Basically, uh, you know, a lot of people are wondering what happens when you die. I can tell you right now, it's over. Okay? Uh, let's see what else. Hmm. Hello? <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I was just taking, in, taking, taking, taking that in. Um, I know so, the words, the meaning, the portent of my words, they're, they're, they're great quaking dooms. Uh, I know it's not a... It's not a easy to understand someone as deluded as I am. It, it, it's, it's a lot to take in. I mean, especially you know, think, to think that there are any creatures mightier than Guar out there. Um, because well, Guar I know. Has, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? I wouldn't say... I mean, just bigger. They, these this, these Loigoys are huge. I mean, they're like miles and miles and miles across. And the cavern it lives in, you know... It's been, it's been wrongly named by Lovecraft in particular, you know? But, uh, you know, there's a, I, all, I like to think of it as we're all part of one really horrible monster that's even bigger than all of us put together. Like, we're little horrible molecules in something else that's really, really bad. Uh, that, <laughs> I'm not even sure if I know what to say to that. So <laughs> I think what, what I will do 
is um, I would like to know more about the last couple of albums that you guys have put out. You put out your last two albums have been Lust in Space and then The Bloody Pit of Horror. Correct, sir. So on Lust in Space, um, the album cover to me it looked like it was a bit of possibly an homage to um, the Kiss Love Gun album. Well, of course it is. I mean, it's more than homage. I mean, we blatantly stole it. And, uh, uh, you know, great cover art, great album. And, uh, you know, as we got our shit together on that, you know, we'd actually had that idea for an album cover, you know, centuries ago, you know, before we were even a band, actually. But, uh, you know, yeah, I would call it homage and I would call it stealing. Well, see, and I found it interesting because I was wondering, is there any truth to the rumor that you, sir, are possibly the illegitimate love child of the demon, uh, Mr. Simmons, and Joan Rivers. I, I'd heard that rumor. Well, I won't deny it, because it's good for publicity. And maybe I can get my own reality TV show. I, I hear Joan is pretty busy these days. Um, but they haven't invited me to Thanksgiving lately. I'm surprised. I think Joan and Odorous would be a heck of a show. Well, you know, I know I'm, you know, going to eat your head and stuff, but I can behave for Thanksgiving. And, I mean, I, I remember the, um, the appearance she did in her show back in the 90s. She seemed to cuddle up to the cuttlefish very nicely. More than that, she blew me backstage. Well, you know, mothers will do almost anything for their sons, isn't it? Ah, Miss Rivers. It's crazy. Her and Engelbert Humperdinck were also having sex. Well, I, I've heard she gets a right. You know, craziness there. I mean, she's so, a whore, yes. <laughs> what is one way of putting it? So, on the bloody pit of horror, what what can you tell us about about this album here? It's loud. Uh, we tuned down to Z flat or something. I think it's maybe she. Not only was it uh, tuned down, it was actually a new note. I think it was like a Q or a Z. I'm not sure what it was, but uh, it just sounds sick. Um, you know, Quar wanted to make a two records because we really have so much rock going down around here that we've got to purge it from our systems. You know, ever since the album sales in general are down everywhere. So in order to sell as many albums as we used to, we actually have to make more. We're thinking like if we put an album out like every few days, you know, we might not sell a million albums, you know, right at once. But if we create you know, 200,000 albums, then we only have to sell like four or five. That's sell a million albums. And ladies right? and gentlemen, there you have it. Micropayments as described by Odorous Urungus and Paul. I don't think, think any economics professor could have put it better there, Mr. Urungus. Sure, it might take a long time, but we're in it to win it, man. We're immortal. Now, speaking of immortal, um, I noticed that you were the Grand Marshal for the Toronto Zombie Walk. How, how did you come to be involved in that? Well, um, I think it had something to do with them thinking that they better do something to appease us because we were playing there already during the show that night, and they knew that unless they appointed me uh, King of the Zombies, then uh, the zombies were going to misbehave on a wide scale. And, uh, you know, actually, that's a very strange thing. They went to Odorous to help them with their zombie population. Basically, they said, Odorous, we'll give you anything you want. Just don't let the zombies destroy the city. And I was like, surely. 
And I did it, and then I let them do it anyway. So I lied to them and betrayed them and left the city in flames and the zombies in control. You know, that, that, was, that was probably a good plan on your part. <clears throat> I, I can see what I would have the, the... The best part of any plan is when you completely do a 180-degree turn uh, and betray the person that you've been in it with the whole time. The only way this can go wrong is if they betray you first. So it's like the timing is essential. Now, you don't want to done... betray too early because then you won't hurt him that badly. But you don't want to betray too late because then he might betray you first. Sounds like you put a lot of thought in it. <sighs> anyway, very good then. So, but a funny of... bit of horror is a great, I think it's an awesome album. We had a lot, we've been having a lot of fun making metal music and it's so funny, we put out like five albums in the last 10 years, at least. And they've all just been getting heavier and heavier to the point where a lot of our fans are now, will you please play songs like, you know, Fucking an Animal Again? You know, they miss the asinine, idiotic quality of some of our earlier music. Now that we're playing music that people actually think is good, our old fans can't stand it. Oh, well, without self-loathing, where would Guar really be? Well, you know, it's just, it's just without the fans, we'd be nothing. Well, we wouldn't have the fans if we didn't have them, and we'd still be Guar, which is pretty cool. But, um, you know, our fans have supported us for years, and still that won't save them. And I want to know what's up with these people actually surviving Guar shows. I've heard that people are p- pretending that they're dead by lying under the corpses of their dead friends. This will not do. We will not have this. But often I am so drunk and high and having so much fun playing the rock and roll show. Hey, rock and roll show. That I forget about these things. And, you know, my more jovial partying side comes out and people actually survive the experience. And, and, and that is a shame. And, and I actually had a suggestion here. You were talking about record sales being down. I was wondering if you considered possibly doing a mock charity event um, where you could possibly, you know, feed public officials or, or feed, you know, maybe somebody's boss to the world maggot uh, for a certain, uh, you know, sum, and that would probably help the band fuel your crack habit. Well, if we could get the maggot to come back, that that'd be a great idea. But he flew away in Skullhead's face, the crumb bum. You know, and that was t- 20 years ago or something. Now, he's made a couple choice appearances there and then, here and there, hither and thither. But, you know, when Guar is playing all over the world, like we do nowadays, you know, you never know what kind of creature you're going to run up against. Well, perhaps you could use some of your other pets, like Gorgor. Or maybe That's what I'm Slimestra. saying. Gorgor followed us to uh, uh, Australia, and uh, Slimestra is uh, firmly ensconced in Hollywood. So, you know, we have tentacles, much like the Loigoi, that reach all over this world. Ah. <laughs> so, at one point, the cuttlefish was featured in, the, in his own video, Fowls of Wonderland. I was wondering, since, you know, since times have changed, I mean, it seems like it's harder and harder to shock people. Is it possible the cuttlefish could be performing in his own um, after-school special anytime soon? Well, I think it's a wonderful idea. You know, it's grown back several times. Um, you know, I was scared when the first one got cut off, but then I found much to my delight that it grew back quickly and larger. 
So um, I think it's about time it had its own special, though it does seem to get me in more trouble than it's worth sometimes, to the point where I've considered, you know, amputating it myself. But unfortunately, it grows back so rapidly, like even if I had like a weed eater down there, a giant one that just continually chopped off my penis as soon as it was grown over and over again, you know, I would fill up the room with chopped off penises because they would grow back so quickly. It sounds like you're Lorena Bobbitt's worst nightmare. Yes. Very, very interesting. So on a, on a closing note here, um, I've always been curious about the name Guar for, for, your, for your band there. So how did the name Guar come about? Well, there's been a lot of speculation to that. And a lot of people seem to think it's an, 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 an ananagram, a banana manogram, an acronym, an acronym, an acronym. What's that? Uh, um, the initial thing. I think that would be an anagram. Ah, anagram. Possibly. You sure about that? No. All right, anyway. <laughs> all right, anyway. I mean, I've heard a lot of those, and I'm sure you have too, but they're all lies. You know, gay women against rape, great white Aryan race. Gay, weird, ableism. So there's another guess. A bunch of them who start with the word gay. But they're all lies. The word guar actually is short for the scum dog eating word. Which means, what the fuck? And the shortened version of it is guar. And the name, guar, the word, guar, was the first word that went after Britney Fox had burned a hole in the ozone layer and slash fried us, thought us our thought our booties out. That was the first word we said when we came out of our coffins. And Sleazy P. Martini beheld us there, naked. And uh, yeah, but he liked the, the name But he was having trouble fitting it on a T-shirt, so we changed it down shortened it and actually put letters to it. And the result was war. And again, consumerism uh, wins out. Hmm. Yeah. Now, as a closing question for you here, Odris, um, when you were back on the Joan River show back in the 90s, you stated that uh, you and your bandmates were fulfilling the consumer need of human self-destruction. I was just curious how that business has evolved and changed and if your business model is changing at all. Well, business is booming, but we can't expand fast enough. You know, there's growth in death, uh, more death than ever before, and therefore more profit to be gained. But still, it's not happening quickly enough. And that's why on this latest album, Bloody Pit of Horror, I've resorted to zombifying you humans so you can stumble around and infect others. Because, quite frankly, what's screwing the whole economics of this picture all the heck up is the fact that you humans seem to enjoy putting your uh, body parts into each other and squirting ooze more than dying. So the babies are outnumbering the dead. And that simply will not do. Well, Odors, I, I cannot thank you enough for being on our show today. And I, I really pre appreciate it. I'm looking forward to when the war rolls through Pittsburgh for another round of mass destruction. As are we. Take up.
wow, that odorous is one crazy guy, isn't he? All right, so the last song that you heard was Sick of You by Guar. One of my, probably one of my all-time favorite songs. Uh, one of the bands I was in back in the day, we used to cover that song. I loved ending with it. It's just a fun, silly kind of song to play. Um, you know, and, and kind of have, to have fun with your audience. a good sing-along song. Next up, we're going to have a short segment with me and my friend Mark. Uh, Mark and I have known each other for years and years and years, and he took me to my very first Guar concert, which we'll talk about. And that's kind of what really we're here to talk about is, you know, what what should you do for a Guar concert? What do you need to do? What are some musts? Um, if you've never been to a Guar show before, or if you've kind of heard some things and you're curious, yes, it is true. They do spray the audience in various types of liquid. Um, <clears throat> they say blood and all sorts of other stuff. It's obviously fake theatrical things. Um, you know, pretty darn safe. Washes out for the most part pretty well. Uh, so Mark and I will talk a little bit about that. And then... Um, well, and then we'll get into some other things. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our show. We have something to complement the Guar segment of the show, and I'm going to talk with a buddy of mine, Mark, who actually introduced me to my very first Guar concert, and it was quite the experience. So, Mark, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. Working on a buzz. All right. Well, that's excellent. <laughs> you know better than that. Yeah, I know. Just a normal Monday night, huh? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my, <laughs> it's going to be a good time. So, all right, man. So let's talk about the Guar experience. You introduced me to my very first Guar show. Um, I want the audience to know that. Graffiti. Yes, good at the show. graffiti. Man, when the, oh, I miss the graffiti. Yep, good place. That was such a great place to see any show. But so I want yep. the, the audience to know that um, you actually took me there for my birthday. That was my birthday present. It was you, me, um, Micah, and a handful of other people. And it was my first ever Guar show. And so I wanted to kind of introduce the audience to Guar the best that we can and come up with like our top, uh, at least top five things for a Guar survival list. So a couple things you and I had already come up with. We said wear white or wear light colors. Why is that, Mark? Oh, you want to be stained. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Um, so... How long you would you say? Well, it's like a badge of honor. You want you want to show that off. It really is. It really is. Um, how long would you say that it takes to uh, get sprayed with the various liquids that Guar will unleash at the show? Uh, as long as you can work your way towards the front of the stage, it ain't, ain't going to take long at all. You know, it cracked me up. Um, I remember me and Micah um, getting really, really close to the stage, and I'm thinking, I'm like, all right. So I wonder when they're going to start to spray us. All of a sudden, Odors comes out. He had just barely said his name or introduced the band, and all of a sudden, I was already covered. It was that fast. All right, so we said wear white or wear light colors because you want the badge of honor. We also were saying liquid encouragement. Um, oh, absolutely. Fill in the blank for whatever you feel your liquid encouragement is. Um, yeah, whatever it takes. <laughs> But some liquid encouragement will definitely make the evening a lot more fun. What else would you say is a must for you at a Guar show? A ticket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ticket it is. 
Now, are we talking ticket to get in the show, or do you want to get arrested later? What are we saying here? No, 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 you're going to get in. <laughs> oh, all right. So, are being arrested is optional? Down the sidewalk kind of ticket. <laughs> Did you just say driving down the sidewalk? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've never done that before. No. Son of a gun. No, officer. <laughs> I think this is the last time John lets me host the show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you know it's another must for me trying to get on stage to get fed to whatever creature it is that they're feeding the audience members to definitely definitely so let me ask you this do you, do you by any chance know what that creature is because I couldn't get that out of odorous this today. tour no not this tour uh, the only video I saw was Zombies March that's the only video I've seen for their new stuff I haven't okay. heard the album yet because I had asked about the World Maggot. He said the World Maggot hasn't been around in a while. Um, I'd asked if he was going to bring Gorgor. And I don't think Gorgor is going to make it on this show. Yeah, he's pretty big. Yeah, I liked Gorgor. Yeah. I like seeing Gorgor. For those of you in the audience who don't know who Gorgor is, uh, Gorgor is the giant pet dinosaur of Guar. Um, and there's a song about Gorgor. Hence why he's made it to the shows. So, Mark, you'll get a kick out of this. Because um, the, the whole Zombies March thing, did you know that um, Odorous was... Um, did you know that he was the Grand Marshal for the zombie walk up in Toronto? No. Yeah, yeah, so he's the Grand Marshal, so I'm asking him about it. And I don't know if it's a charity event or not. I couldn't figure that out from looking at the website. But so um, I, I made the suggestion to him that possibly... Yeah, um, they they could you know raise more money for their crack habit by um, you know offering to feed people to the world maggot or whatever creature it is that they have on tour with them uh, for money like you know you know kind of like you know you have arrest your boss and your boss has to try and get out of, get out of jail by calling around for donations same thing except you know we don't want them back you know just feed them to the maggot they're gone <clears throat> yeah all right so we got encouragement wear white. Um, a ticket. Get fed to the creature of your choice. And what else will we say here for must-sees for a Guar show? I just wish I'd bring Slymenstra back. You know, i got to say the same. I was asking about Slymenstra. Um, the two times that she's been... Sleazy's in the new video. I don't think he'll be touring with them. But... See, I was going to ask about Sleazy. I didn't get a chance to ask about Sleazy today. But uh, I... Him, Executioner, Slymenstra... I know that's what I've heard. They're all just busy, got their own things going now. But well, it's a shame. La last I heard, well, I think Slymenster is doing some, some like her own like girl sideshow freak kind of thing. Makes sense. You know, well, yeah, yeah. I think she was doing like fire eating and that sort of stuff. Sweet. Always loved the fire dance. That was hot. Yeah, yeah. That that's what um, I was reading about that on Wikipedia today. They're saying that was always a big draw. I couldn't get him to talk about Slymenster. I'd really like to see a little more of that. All right, so what else do we think is like essential to surviving a Guar show? Non-skid shoes. <laughs> Non-skid shoes. <laughs> you won't go fucking flipping in real fast. You know, that is something to, to note. If you've never been to a Guar show, um, there's a lot of liquid all over the place. Um, and, you know, Mark brings up an excellent point here. You are going to go flying if you don't... If you don't have have some sort of good tread on your shoes, holy cow! Yeah, you're gonna slip. 
You know, and, and that brings me to pit etiquette. Somebody falls down, pick them up. Very, very important, especially for you young kids. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Because you never know when it's going to be you who's on the ground. So, for you young kids out there, boy, I sound like a grandfather, don't I? Um, For for you whippersnappers, (laughs) you know, when I used to go into the mosh pit, I had to mosh uphill both ways in the snow. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yep, yep. This is my last time I host the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Caddick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, goodness, goodness, goodness. That's You'll be glad saying. it's not after one thirty in the morning and you called me. <laughs> 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 show might be completely different. <laughs> you know, don't mate, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas wakes me up today. You're getting a call, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. we should have gotten Ogre on this That would have been funny <clears throat> Yeah, Ogre's sick He oh. went on that big, uh, what was that, 70,000 tons metal thing Got sick Are you kidding me? He went on that cruise Yeah, he went on that cruise Oh. Yeah, as soon as he onboarded, he started getting sick He's been oh. sick since Ah, oh, that sucks Yep Well, you know, that many people in a small place Yep Man, I want to talk about that. I, oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, I wish I could have gone to that. That sounded like a good time. Oh, geez, yeah, that's going to be awesome. All right, well, thank goodness for editing. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, back back to subject. (laughs) Yeah, thank goodness for editing. Just on a side note. Very very happy that I can do that. Um, All right, Mark, so is there anything else you can think of that we need to warn people about, let people know about a Guar show uh, for, for those first-timers? I, th- I think it's an essential experience to go to a Guar show myself. Oh, you have to. You have to at least once in your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how you can call yourself a metal fan and not, eat, even if you just go and stand back, you know, wear your raincoat, yep, stand in the back, you've, you've got to see it. I mean, it's, especially if you like a horror movie, too. You know, I, I was, opera. yeah, exactly. Um, I was describing to somebody today. They're like, "Well, what's a Guar show like?" I said, "Picture Saw the musical," and yeah, they just started laughing. Much. I'm like, "That's a Guar show, you know?" Yeah, that's a Guar show. It's it's a horror movie. It's a horror splatter film set to music with a whole ton of extras. It's just such a good time. Exactly. <laughs> Full audience participation. <laughs> exactly. All right, Mark. Well, thank you very much. I'm hoping Absolutely. that the audience is finding our Guar tips and tricks um, at least amusing, um, if not helpful. And thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Can I make a quick plug? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Ten of Swords, February 27th, all ages, end of humanity re- reunion, line of scrimmage, Val of Hatred, Dying Breed, Keynote, and Jeanette, $7, doors open at 5 Awesome. Thanks, Mark.
Lifeson, Neil Peart, An Evening with Rush. April 6th, Huntington Center. Performing their classics, A Taste of the Future, and the legendary moving pictures live in its entirety. Reserve seats are on sale now at all Ticketmaster locations. The box office are charged by phone. Rush. I hope you enjoyed the segment with me and my buddy Mark, just kind of um, kicking things around, having a good time, talking about Guar. And um, I hope you also enjoyed the song that you just heard by his band. That song is called Ignorant Bliss. The band, again, is Ten of Swords. You can find them at cdbaby.com slash 10, uh, written out, T-E-N, of Swords, the number 12. Or just look them up on iTunes, Ten of Swords. Um, Be easier to find if you want to check, uh, check out more of their music. A little bit of a bio in the band. Um, this is made up of some other members of other local Pittsburgh bands. One of them was Enemy Mind. Another one of the bands the members come from was Built Upon Frustration. You may or may not have uh, heard that name. They were a band that I used to play with back in the day uh, in my old band. So it was kind of neat to see those guys um, up and running. And Mark listed a couple of his influences here. He was in Enemy Mind as well at one point. Um, also the band Nazgul. But... My favorite band that Mark has ever been in is Doomsayer. And if you're listening to this and you know who Doomsayer is, you know why they're awesome. Because they're just a heck of a band. So that kind of wraps up our show this evening. Hope you guys um, enjoyed it. Really hope you found it um, enjoyable. I am going to untie John. Hopefully, you know, he's not taking too much offense to that. And he'll let me do another show at some point. Maybe that one even will be safe for work at some point. And remember... Um, we got lots of things going on. Go to ironcityrocks.com for all the up-to-date news information on the Pittsburgh music scene, because that's what we are dedicated to, bringing you the best of everything in the Pittsburgh music scene. That's what we love here. Um, and don't forget to sign up for our contest while you're there. And again, as always, thank you for listening. Rocks. Rocks. <laughs> <laughs>